Okay, so I wanted to speak a little bit about kind of this outline again. Like, wh why do we pass these out? Okay. Um, anyways, it's common, but I wanted to leave you a little reason why. Um, so everything we've, we talk about here at Christian Students is solidly rooted in the Bible. I'm not up here giving you my opinion about things or giving you um, some certain teachings that I think are best. But what we want to give to you all is just the pure word of God. So um, I want to encourage you um, to, that um, everything we speak or say here, that you all need to be clear on where these things are in the Bible. Um, I, think, I think we've had this experience before, I know I have, where um, maybe I'm touched by something from the Bible, or maybe someone shares their enjoyment um, from the Bible to me, and then I go home, and I try to share it to someone else, and uh, I get it, but then they ask me, hey, uh, where, where is that in the Bible? But I, I don't, I forgot. Okay, so... Um, all these things, we need to see them in the pure Word of God. Or another thing that can happen to us, um, this has happened to me too, is maybe we, someone speaks something about the Bible to us, and then we go home you know, a few hours later, and since we didn't get the verses in, we kind of doubt, like, wow, is that, does man really have a spirit? Is Christ really dwelling in my spirit? And since we don't have the verses, the base, we, our faith is a little bit shaken. So um, I was touched recently by a brother who asked me a question about something I was talking about. He said, hey, show me the verses in the Bible about what you're talking about. And I said, yes, I'll do it. Let me show you, it was in 1 Corinthians 3, I was like, let me show you the verses that talk about exactly what, I'm, what we're speaking here. Okay, so you are in college. Um, my, one of my professors told me this once, and it really, really stuck, um, stood out to me, stuck with me. He told me that I am a scholar. You laugh, Trevor, huh? <laughs> yeah, but it's true. You all are in college to be scholars of whatever you're studying, right? Eventually, you're, you're going to know a lot more about your topic than the common person. But I want to encourage you to not just be your degree scholars, but also be Bible scholars. Know these things in the Bible and know these verses. So it's not, that's what Nathan talked about Thursday night, or that's what someone said in my small group. Don't say that. Say, that's what 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says. Right? Or that's what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Okay? Uh, don't, okay don't, don't believe me. Believe the Bible. But if I'm speaking the Bible, you better believe me. <laughs> right? Okay. So I want to encourage you all. What, what I used to do with these outlines is... Um, um, I would study them a little bit after like a message um, and then consider and then, and then go back and see, okay, where, where, is he, where is he pulling this from the verses? Where is he, where, okay, show me, where is he talking about these things? And then the more you consider, and then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I can see that in the verses. Okay, so um, that's, a really, that's a really important principle. Um, that I hope you know, we all could enter into and enjoy to become Bible scholars. We don't have to go to the theological school to, study, to start studying the Bible. We can, 
And I'm not saying don't, but why not start now? Why not start now getting into the Bible and realizing these things from the verses? Okay, so we begin tonight. Let's read the title together. Okay, so this is a topic that the Bible actually talks about. Okay, um, this is awesome. Okay, so um, why don't we read Roman numeral one all together? Ready, go. Okay, how about, um, how about Aaron, read, stand up and read 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Here we go. Here's the point. Now let's see how you see the three parts of man in this verse. There you go. Um, and God, and the God of peace himself sanctify you holy, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, awesome. Okay, Aaron, how do you see the three parts of man in this verse? And what are the three parts of man? Okay. Um, and once he says that, he gets into the details of may your spirit, uh -huh. and your soul, and your body be preserved complete. You got it. So there's three parts of man: spirit, and soul, and body. Could uh, do we have a dry erase marker? I, I forgot to bring one. Did you grab one, Sarah? And could someone draw the three parts of man on the on the dry erase board here? Jacob, could you do it? Is that okay? You know what they are, right? Okay. Yeah, just like right here in the middle. You, yeah, is that fine? Yeah, and right in the things in there. Yeah, you got it. The circles. Okay, so now we don't all look like this, but this is just a way to study it. So, uh, Right, yeah, it's, we're, not, we're not circles here. Okay, thanks. I might call you back up here in a little bit. Hang tight. You keep the marker on your hands. All right. <laughs> Okay, so most people, um, at least philosoph philosophy professors and philosophizers, those who teach other philosophy, um, believe that man just has two parts, right? The, man has an outward part, his body, and man has an inward part, his soul or spirit. And actually, people have used this word soul and spirit kind of as the same what do you call it in English when it's like the same antonym? It's like the same synonym, synonym right? They use them as syn 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 synonyms. Synonyms. Say it again. Say it again, Tom. Okay. He said. Anyways, you get the point. <laughs> but it's true, right? They, they just use them interchangeably, freely, just because in most people's minds, soul and spirit just kind of refers to the same thing, something within you. But is that according to the Bible? No, it's not. 
According to the Bible, man's soul and man's spirit are different. Okay, so I was going to point out one thing. Um, so I've studied a little bit of Greek. I'm a little scholar. I'm not a complete scholar, but I at least know a little bit. Okay, so in English, whenever you're writing a, whenever you're writing a sentence and you're, um, you're listing, like, items out, like, um, like, I got this and this and this. I got this, 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 and this from the store, right? Don't you only put an and at the end of the... Okay, there's probably some grammar term for that. Does anyone know it? Okay, yeah, what Danny said. Okay, cool. Oh, he said, okay. Sorry, I, it looked like you said it. My fault. Okay, yeah. So in English, usually, you know, there's blah, 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 and this. But check this out. Look at this verse. Okay, in the original Greek language, okay, follow with me. There's actually an and between soul and spirit. Do you see that? Look down at the verse. There's an and there. There's three things. Technically, there should only be an and after, right at the end of the list. But there's actually two ands here. Spirit and soul and body. Paul specifically put another and in there to show that they are different. Okay? That's according to the Greek. Pretty cool. Okay, real quick. Um, we spoke to, we speaking, we've spoken about this already a little bit, but... The three parts of man are to contact three different realms, right? The body contacts the physical realm. In my body, I have five senses that um, substantiate and tell me everything that's going on in the physical realm. We've learned the five senses since middle school, right? Okay, so really the five senses tell me what's going on in the physical realm, okay? Man's soul is his psyche or his psychological realm, um, you know, whenever we're angry, we'll see a little more about this, angry or upset. Um, that emotion is kind of not so much in our body, but it's mostly in our soul, you know, in our, in, our, in, our, in our person. We'll see more about that later. So the soul contacts the psychological realm. If someone gives you a weird look and you get mad at them, they're con- you're contacting the psychological realm with that person. Lastly, the spirit contacts the Spiritual realm. Wow. Okay, and we all know that God is in God is in the spiritual realm. So it would be funny if I was going to um, if I was going to eat if I was going to eat something, I would probably use my mouth. But it'd be funny if I tried to eat with my ear. It's the wrong part of me to, to eat. It's the wrong organ. Okay, we'll see, we'll see more about this later. Okay, hold that thought. Okay, so let's see here. Let's keep moving here. So two says, man's spirit, man's spirit, the unique organ for contacting God. Okay, so man has a spirit. It's a special part of him, his deepest part, and it's especially made that he could contact God and have fellowship with God. Um, without the spirit, if man did not have a spirit and God was spirit, there'd be no way for any fellowship or linking or joining to take place. So God created us in a very specific way so that we could contain him and so that we could have fellowship with him in the deepest part of our being. Okay, let's look at these verses and then let's see how our spirit contains the spirit. Romans 8.16 says, 
the Spirit Himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. That's the Holy Spirit and our spirit being joined together, ultimately to become one spirit, as the first Corinthians says. Okay, uh, John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truthfulness. So in this verse, the first spirit refers to the divine spirit, what God is in his very essence. The second spirit refers to our human spirit. Um, which is obviously our deepest part of our being. So the real worship to God is using our spirit to contact God himself, who is spirit in his very essence. Okay, so um, let me say one more thing here. You know, our spirit is like um, a radio receiver, that receives invisible radio waves. Okay, y'all, and you, some people know what radio is. Trevor, radio person. Have, have you seen radio waves with your eyes? No. Have you heard them without a radio? No. no. Okay, so what do you need to substantiate, to receive radio waves? A radio with an antenna. That antenna is specifically de designed to pick up the invisible um, radio waves that are actually flying through the air right now. How do you know radio waves exist? How do you know they're there? They're invisible. Well, you have to turn the receiver on. And the receiver is proof that those radio waves are there. Right? God is invisible. No one's ever seen God. But... We have a spirit, and he is spirit. So we have experienced and touched him. That's why it's so hard to explain to an atheist what you're experiencing. Because he can't get past his mind. He can't get past his intellect to get to the deepest part of his being. Okay, more to come on that later. I better keep moving. Okay, so now we come to three. Okay, so it says man's soul refers to man's person and is composed of three parts. Man's soul, okay, so we're going to talk about the soul a little bit. The soul is different than the spirit. Okay, man's soul is composed of the mind, if you look at point A, the emotion, and the will. So Jacob, could you come draw three parts of the soul? Thanks. Yeah, you know, like, put like, okay. Okay, so man's soul is pretty much who we are. Um, you could say you really who we are is really, you know, our mind, what we think, the emotions, the way we feel, and, and really what, what we choose to do. Okay, so in these verses, um, in these verses here, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's mentioned here in Joshua 23, 14. Um, and now today I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your soul that not a word has failed of all the good things that Jehovah, your God, spoke concerning you. All have come to pass, not one word of it has failed. So did you see here in that verse that it mentions to know in your soul, right? Isn't that what it says? You know in your soul. So knowledge and the mind is something of the soul, right? That's what Joshua says. 
Okay, let's look at the emotion. This is the Lord in Matthew 20, 26. Oh, thanks, Jacob. Okay. He said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Okay, so emotion, sad, happy, um, desires, um, loving is all in the emotion of our soul. Here the Lord is sad, exceedingly sorrowful. He's actually about to be crucified. This is Matthew 26. That, that is his soul in his emotion. Lastly, the will. Um, my soul refuses to touch them. This is what Job said. The soul is where we have the decision-making is really in our soul, right? You all chose to come tonight. That, that was in your, your, the will in your soul. Okay, so the soul is composed of three parts. The mind, the emotion, and the will. Okay, so get this. Strictly speaking, do you contact God with your mind? No, right? There's no verse that says that. Okay, so this is what I was saying earlier, that to contact God, we have to go deeper than our minds. The mind can only know it cannot taste. Right, the song we sing? The mind is the knowing part of us, not the receiving and fellowshipping with God part of us. Again, this is why so many, so many people can't get saved, because they're using the wrong organ. They're trying to contact God with their mind to understand God, to prove God's existence. You, he says, I am. And they say, where did God come from? I, I don't understand all this. He's using the wrong organ. They're using the wrong organ. If they would open up and use their spirit, God would come in. Because that's the right organ to contact God. Um, you know, you wouldn't, try to, you wouldn't try to see with your, with your ears, right? It's the wrong organ. Or you wouldn't try to, right, eat something with your, with your ears. It's the wrong, it's the mouth, right? But how, how silly it is when people try to contact God with their mind. Um, one time I got, you know, I've, I've had this experience. I've been cornered by people who are atheists. And uh, they say, explain to me how God exists. Explain to me how. And I just, ah, oh, they're in the realm of their mind. I don't know how to explain God exists. Does anyone in this room know how? No? Okay, good. I'm not the only one. I don't know how, but I can tell you he does because he's dwelling within me, the deepest part of me. He's there, and I've tasted him, and I've enjoyed it. It's deeper than the mind. Deeper than the mind. Pretty amazing. Okay, so... Oh, okay, I need to finish here in a little bit. Um, so let's already point four together. The division of soul and spirit. Okay, real quick. Um, we know that the spirit and soul, right, are, are not the same thing. But because man's soul was created perfect, ultimately to express God, but we know because of the fall, um, it, it has become fallen, and it has become independent from God. Um, so the Bible calls the soul, the soul life. Um, a life that desires to live independent from God. But isn't this true in your experience? Your soul, right, causes a lot of problems. 
your minds, your emotions, your, you know, what you decide is just, we, we are all fallen. And our soul is, you know, oftentimes wants to live independent from God. But the good thing is that God wants to divide your soul from your spirit. Let's read Hebrews 4.12 together to prove this point. Okay, so this, according to this verse, the Word of God is living and operative and is sharp, very sharp, and is able to pierce between soul and spirit. Okay, so our soul is, is, um, is it's not good, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's not good. Soul is bad. Soul is full of, you could even call it wonderings, right? Sometimes don't you feel like you're just wondering in your soul? In your mind and in your in your um, in your emotion, you're offended. This and that. Um, the mind is full of our soul is full of wondering, but God wants to come in and divide it, and He wants us to realize what's of our soul and what's of the spirit. We need to realize, hey, that's my soul. That's not the Lord, and we need to realize what is of the Lord and um, what he's doing within us. Okay, awesome. So I was going to share this quote that I heard, that I heard recently that, uh, really, that really touched me. It says this. It says, If Satan has control of your thought life, then he has control of your whole life. Consider that. If Satan has control of your thought life, then he has control of your whole life. To illustrate this even more, what if, Danny, what if we put your thoughts on the board right now? What do you think? Not good, right? Not good, okay. Right, our thoughts, right? It's a battleground within our soul. Okay, so God wants to come in and divide it. Our soul from our spirit. Oftentimes, um, I know I've had this experience. My, um, I was uh, chilling at home. You know, I was hanging out, just relaxing. And uh, my soul was saying, it's time to chill. Let's relax. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying that's bad. You can, we need to relax and this and that. But within me, there was a little bit of, uh, okay, it's, let's go read the Word. Right? Let's go. Let's get up and go read the Bible. But I don't know, my soul was just so, uh, I don't know. Eventually, eventually I did it, right? So the Lord wanted to, you know, wants to teach us to not go with our soul, to not follow the soul life, for it to be divided. And we will learn to be people, not living by the soul life, but living according to the indwelling spirit within us. Living by our human spirit, which is in contact and fellowship with God. Okay, about, uh, let me share with you one, okay, hold on, how about I read these verses in Luke, Luke 9, 23. Okay, real quick, um, and then we can end. That, uh, you know, this, a lot of translation of the Bible, 
put, put the word life here, but it actually should be translated soul life in these verses, okay? So it might be a little different than what you've heard, but uh, it is implying the soul life. He said to them all, If anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his soul life shall lose it. But whoever loses his soul life for my sake, this one shall save it. For what is a man profit if he gains the whole world but loses or forfeits himself? Okay, so these verses really touched me recently preparing, preparing for this message. Okay, so I hope this, this fellowship on soul and spirit would put these verses a little bit in the context. Okay, if anyone, anyone wants to come after me, where's Christ? He is dwelling in our spirit. Let him deny himself, right? The soul. Take up his cross daily and follow me. And then he mentions right about the soul life. So I've always heard these verses, but I never... Okay, this is really, really practical application to follow the Lord. Follow me in, his, in our spirit. There is the need of the denying of the soul life in the soul. And that is really the division. Okay, one more thing, and then I'm going to stop. Okay, so recently I was listening to a brother share a message who was, who was around my age. And uh, it was so good and heavenly, and it got a lot of amens. So you know what, how I started feeling within me? A little bit jealous. Like, oh, he shares, he's so good. No one listens when I share. Da, da, da. Oh, I get one amen. Um, right? Okay, so th- these kind of thoughts. And then eventually I started feeling a little depressed and down on myself. And, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. So these kind of thoughts, are they in my spirit or in my soul? They're in my soul life. So, I sh- so what does God in my spirit say about that? He says, every member of the body of Christ has a different function. And no matter how great one member is, what each one of us can do is um, different than what, you know, what, what whoever you're comparing yourself to can do. Right? Only, the eyes aren't jealous of the nose. The nose isn't jealous of the ears. They're just different, different functions in the body. So God came in in that experience and divided my soul from my spirit. I said, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, right? It, it, oftentimes it gets mixed within us. Don't feel like something of your soul is of God. If it's, if it's not, the Lord wants to shine. No, comparison is of your soul. That's, that's, that's in the soul life. The Lord wants to come in and divide that and realize and speak to you in your spirit what's in the word and whatever he has on his heart for you. Right? So this is really applicable in our daily life. We don't want to be Christians wandering in our soul life, wandering in our mind, our troublesome emotions, round and round. And round. It's sometimes it's like a circle, round and round and round, not going anywhere. We need the Lord to come in. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it'll pierce between our soul and between our spirit. We want to be Christians living according to our spirit. Because that's where God is, that's where life is, and that's where the flow of Christ is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So thank you, Lord. We just want to live according to our spirit. Make us people not in our soul. Amen. Actually, most problems today on the earth are because people are 
living in their soul, <laughs> living by the wrong kind of, of life, living in their soul life. God desires his people to be different. 